This is Agents Influence Podcast. Because to me, it's all about money. The captive world, I feel like they get bamboozled a lot of times. They start to believe that things like production credit is real money. So my first year, I was able to pay myself a hundred thousand dollars salary. By the second year, I was paying myself right around two fifteen, two twenty. Probably third or fourth year, I was up close to three hundred thousand dollars that I was paying myself. Because to me, it was all about my percentage of premium. You know, in the Allstate world, they would tell agents, "Well, as long as you get this much production credit, you possibly could get a bonus." And my thing was, I don't need your bonus if I'm making this much money already. So I didn't chase a lot of the dangling fruit that they put out there. I went after what I thought was going to be successful. I'm Jason Cass and we're going to help you think differently. Change your agency. Change your finances. Change your family. And in the end, Hello, everybody. This is Jason Cass, and once again, welcome to Agents Influence Podcast. Um, continuing on with the VIP series, which is the Veteran Insurance Professionals. I've gotten a lot of feedback over the first two or three we've done. Um, I've even got a couple questions of, from you listeners saying, hey, Jason, ask them this. I'm going to try and weave those into the conversation. Uh, this is sponsored by Rocket Referrals. Check them out, rocketreferrals, that's plural.com. Somebody we use in our office. Don't tell you about anybody unless we're using it in our office, and we use it very effectively, and it, and it, and it, and it, it does wonders for us. Let me just tell you that. But in the meantime, I also want you to remember, you can find us if for some reason you found us and through some article um, and through the Insurance Journal, the IA Magazine or something, keep in mind you can always find us at iTunes, okay? Be sure to go to iTunes. You may be on growprogram.com podcast. Be sure to go to iTunes. Be sure to go to Stitcher. Look at us on Google Play. We've got some things rolling out that I want you to really get a part of. But that's the best way to get a hold of us. Um, I was even telling uh, our guest here, we don't even send, as you know, we don't even send out this in an email. And maybe that's bad marketing on our part, but we get so many requests from people who uh, just find us on iTunes that we figured out that's just the best way that we can keep it out there. So once again, we appreciate you as a loyal listener. We could not be taking your ideas and your thoughts and projecting them to the world if it wasn't you helping us project them to the world. And in the meantime, let's get back on to the VIP series. Once again, veteran insurance professionals, it is very fitting that it would be VIP, but uh, I think you're going to really, really like this, uh, this, this guest. We have a lot of good guests on here, but this is a gentleman um, that I don't even know if he knows it. I was at the uh, NIA, the, um, I can't remember exactly what their, what the words, uh, letters stand for. National, National African American Insurance Association. Thank you very much. That's what it was. I didn't want to butcher it. And um, that's where I first saw Billy and um, I'm going to introduce him first of all. Um, Billy, uh, this is Dr. Billy Williams. Welcome to the podcast. Thank you so much. I appreciate it, Jason. No problem. And so I met you. I can almost tell you exactly. We were like at the, I can't remember. I, I know the exact room we were in because you blew my mind on a lot of the things you talked about with communication. And I hope we can get into that. Um, I want them to know who you are. But uh, right now I'm looking at this. It looks like you are the president of Inspire a Nation Mentoring, uh, helping thousands of small yeah. businesses every year to grow their business. Is that the correct way to introduce you to, to our listeners? That's, 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 that's part of it. That's kind of my side 
gig, I guess you can say, well, that, that I do. I call it my business ministry because when I first came in the industry, I wanted someone to mentor me, kind of take me under their take me under their wing, show me all the little shortcuts and things that I was and uh, and potholes that I could fall into, and I couldn't really find anybody that was that was I guess unless they were trying to make a buck off me. And so I started the mentoring piece really to kind of fill that gap. But my primary job is I'm president of Williams Family Investment Group. And so we invest in insurance agencies around the country. Let me ask you this, Billy. We're going to get back to that. But first, the question they always like to know, especially someone like yourself, are you an iPhone or a Droid user? I'm a Droid user. I have my my Samsung Note 4, and uh, I love it. I do as well, and I'm a Droid user, and I want you to notice, guys, the more VIPs I get on here, the more. Billy, usually it's like 90% iPhone, okay, and I'm a Droid guy, um, so I give special treatment, and I'm nicer to people who use Droids. No, I'm joking about that. I'm joking, but anyways, <laughs> this is this is awesome because a lot of the VIPs I'm starting to notice, they're using the Droids. Just keep that in mind. Billy, what's the last um, uh, app that you downloaded? Uh, probably was a... Uh... Oh, I can tell you exactly what it was. It was I needed to start keeping up with my loose change expenditures. You know how you go to the store and you spend sixty nine cents here on some gum or this yep. or that, and it it adds up. So I downloaded an app that allows me to keep up with the loose change, not just the big ticket items that I'm buying. Fantastic! I signed up with one the loyal listeners know as well. It's called Acorn, and it rounds up my money. Uh, now it doesn't in a digital format, but uh, that's interesting. I'll have to check that out. You remember the name of it? I don't, um, and I'm actually on my phone, so I don't want to cut us off. No, 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 no big deal, no big deal. That's just something we always like. We get, we learn about some great apps from some people who we're trying to learn stuff from. Why not learn about the tools they're using? And that's why we love that question. So, Billy, take us into your world. Take us back to, I mean, like I say, uh, as far as you want to go back. The loyal listeners, I always say, if you want to take us back to diapers, that's fine. Bring us back. uh, Bring us forward. Tell us your story so we can connect. Well, I don't have insurance pedigree like a lot of people do. Uh, when I was in, I was in the Army, and I was commander of Army College Recruiting, so that meant if there was a recruiter anywhere on a college campus, they worked for me. And so I had to learn marketing and networking, and I had a big budget and all that kind of stuff. And while I was in the military, I, got, I went all the way through, got my Ph.D. And so when I got out, I had to figure out something to do. And I was talking to one of my friends who was in the insurance industry. And I was like, insurance, hmm, that's not pretty. You know, I'll probably go into banking or finance or something. And so he took me outside. We were at his house. And he goes, I want you to look around. And where he lived was kind of in a half residential, half commercial area. And he goes, I want you to look at every building, every car, everything that you see, the land. He goes, it's all insured. And somebody's getting paid on that every single year. And it's it just it just kind of blew my mind in that moment. Yeah. I was like, he's absolutely right. The government makes you get insurance, you know, for auto insurance. Usually, you, you, right. it's mandatory, and banks won't loan you money without it. You can't buy a house. You can't do anything. You can't start a business. You can't do anything without insurance. And so, once I really thought about it, it was like, okay, this is a no-brainer. And so that's what started my foray into insurance. And I started out like most people. In the captive world, I started out as an Allstate agent, and I brought a lot of the processes and functionality that I was doing in the military to the insurance, my insurance world, because I'm very structured, very organized, very process-driven, very task-driven. You know, everything has to have accountability, has to have its place. And so I put that structure in, in my insurance agency and did extremely well. 
for the first three or four years. And then I, I'd done so well that I almost became a problem for, for the captive carrier because I wanted to buy other agencies and just, to me, it was, it's almost like a franchise model. Once I knew how to do it once, I could do it 20 times. It didn't matter. But I was told that I would not be allowed to buy into another insurance agency. And my ego said, you're limiting my income. This is not going to work for me. Right. So I immediately started looking for a buyer for that agency. And then once I got out of that, I bought a little agency where I lived and we grew that. And then I realized that for me, my personality I didn't want to be a sitting agent. I wanted to be in the glass house. I wanted to be at the corporate level of all of this. And so the only way that I really could do that was to start an investment company and start purchasing pieces of agencies. So today we own about, we own a piece of about 74 major agencies. And of course those agencies have subordinate agencies under them. So we probably influence about 300 insurance agencies around the country that through our, through our ownership in their MGA, and then, of course, their subordinate relationship with that MGA. So about 300 is what we influence. And I'm still very structured, still very organized. For me to buy into an agency, they have to agree to do three things. One, they have to agree to let me do the hiring and firing because I know what uh, what a successful insurance agent looks like or, or feels like. At least I feel like I know that. And then two, they have to allow me to do the training because if I can train you, then I know that you're going to do or at least get close to the results that we want. And three, they have to allow me to do the accountability because if, if I train you and I hold you accountable, then I know that I'm going to get closer to what I want. So those are the three things kind of that I demand for me to invest in those agencies. Fantastic. That is some awesome stuff. I got a lot of notes here. Uh, to the loyal listeners, if you remember – uh, when I interviewed Mike Stromso, he said there was three things that were important. And Billy, this goes back, I don't know, you probably know Mike Stromso. He's a big name in the industry. Do you Have you run across him, pass with him? I've heard, I've heard of him. I don't think yeah. I've met him, but I have heard he, of him. He yeah. says this all the time, Billy. He says, people, process, and promotion. He said, you got to start with the P's. And he said, you got to have the right people, which is what you said, the hiring and firing. He said, you got to have the mm-hmm. right processes, which is exactly what you led into. And then he says, once you do, then you promote the heck out of them. And, and that, and that's what mm-hmm. I, that's what he said, whether wrong or right, wrong or right. I think it was right, but I love what you said. Cause you followed so much along. I got two questions. First question is you said in the first three or four years of being in the business that you were really successful in, in, in uh, getting as close. I don't want to get personal, but what did that look like as far as being very successful in the first three to four years? I mean, the, do, how big was your book? Oh, I can what, tell you. Yeah, I, go I, ahead, please. I don't have a problem with that. I okay. made, um, because to me, it's all about money. The captive world, I feel, I feel like they get bamboozled a lot of times, and they, they start to believe that things like production credit is real money or items are real money. So I counted money. That was what's important to me. So my okay. first year, I was able to pay myself a $100,000 salary, okay, actually pay myself. And then by the, wow. by the second year, I was paying myself right around two, two fifteen, two twenty, And so by the Third, probably third or fourth year, I was I was up close to three hundred thousand dollars that I was paying myself, because to me it was all about my percentage of premium. So if you know in the Allstate world, again, no no knock on Allstate or State Farm or anybody else, it's right. just, you know kind of how I was. They would tell agents, well, as long as you get this much production credit, you possibly could get a bonus. And my thing was, well, I don't need your bonus if I'm making this much money already. 
So I didn't Good. chase a lot of the, I didn't chase a lot of the, you know, dangling fruit, or dangling carrots that they put out there. I went after what I thought was going to be successful. And what, what I found out usually was that it ended up being the same thing that they wanted anyway. It's just, I didn't suddenly switch my whole operation to go chase motorcycle or to go chase auto club or to go chase something like that. We just got it because it was part of our process and we, we cross sell everything. Fantastic. You just gave us a great vision. And folks out there, I now feel like I was never successful in my first three to four, 10, 15 years because that's electric stuff right there, uh, Billy. Man, so much to just, I mean, our all the loyal listeners right now, Billy, have their towels out. We call it the no knowledge towel and they are soaking this stuff up. You said that you own a piece of 70 some odd agencies. What does a piece mean? Mm-hmm. 10%, 20%, 25%, never more than 30% because then I'll have, you know, the SEC and all these regulatory filings and all this stuff that I have to do. So never more than 30%, but just 20, 25%. So when they get their bonus, I'd get 25% of their bonus. When we look at our P&L, we look at the end of year and we, we split up our profits as LLCs, then I get my percentage of profits. Fantastic. Okay, so based on the hiring you're doing, the accountability, the processes, you're saying that's going to allow them to grow. And because of those special things, you're going to teach them that only, well, you and a few other know, you're saying, hey, mm-hmm. that's that's my, I get ownership because of that. Absolutely. Well, I buy into the agency. Like gotcha. I invest money okay. into the agency. Okay, I just wanted to make sure. But Right. Yeah, but where I'm, where I'm, where I make my money on the agency is as the agency grows, my 20% is worth more money, gotcha. just like any other stock or anything else. My 20% becomes worth becomes uh, worth more money. And then if we ever sell that agency or I sell my piece of the agency or something like that, I have a higher value in that agency. You know, Billy, you say that, and that, that's awesome because, you know, one of the ways I think, tell me if I'm wrong here. I, 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 this is the way I think. Yes, it's important for my family how much money I bring home every year. It really is, and don't get me wrong, it's important. But one of the things that really drives my passion, one of the things that really gets me excited is at the end of the year when I can look at the valuation of my agency and see it climbing, you know, hey, my income went up, you know, thirty, forty thousand dollars this year, but man, my valuation of my agency went up two hundred, three hundred thousand. I hear that a lot from agents. Is is that something, is that a way you've ever looked at it? Absolutely. Absolutely. It's extremely important because it's an asset. That, that's what all this is. And some people, they play in the stock market and some people play in the real estate market and some people play in gold and silver and, you know, all these other things. For me, my assets are insurance, uh, are insurance agencies. So for me, I treat it just like any other investment. And if my investment is not growing, then there's a problem there. The difference is most people rely on luck and rumor for their investment to grow. You know, if there's a rumor out that this company is going to acquire this company, then the stock might go up or go down. So you really have no control. Where I'm blessed is that I actually have control because I hired the people. I put the processes in place and I check the accountability. So I actually have control over my investment where most people don't. Good point. Good way to look at it. I've really never looked at it. Loyal listeners, if you have before, you've got to tell me that stuff. I've, I've really never looked at it through that lens. Um, I like that. Uh, Billy, if you're a young agent uh, today um, and you knew the things you know now, what would you tell yourself? What would you say this is probably something you probably want to focus on or around or think about this? What What is that? 
Okay, so here's what your listeners need to do right now. They need to break out a pen and paper, pencil and paper, whatever they're doing. Okay. okay. Or make, make notes on their Note 4 if they got the Samsung Note 4, whatever they have. Okay. Because I'm going to break it down for you guys because this stuff is not complicated. It really is not complicated at all. It's just a matter of the discipline of doing it. So here's the first thing you have to understand is you have five best prospects in insurance. Okay? Five best prospects. They are your current customers. Okay, we, we got that. They are your former customers. They are referrals from your business referral partners and your customers. They are people that have shown an active interest in acquiring your product or service, meaning they filled out a form, they requested a quote, they showed up on a conference call or webinar. All right? Okay. And then... The fifth, the fifth are people that have a possible upcoming need for your product or service. These are X dates, or maybe they just had a baby, or they're new movers, but they have a possible upcoming need for your product or service. Does that make sense? That makes total sense. So, so let me make sure you got those. Can you read those five back to me? Yep. You got, we've got the current uh, customers. We have former customers or clients. We have a referral base. I'm sorry, I can't read my second word there. I was writing so fast. A referral, referral base. Your business business referral partners. Yep. Mm-hmm. And then um, those who have shown an acting interest. And then people who are going to have possibly an upcoming need for your service or your product. Right. And so once you once you understand that you have that, those those are your five main customers. Now your job is to put campaigns together to attack those five best customers, okay? Put campaigns together to attack those five best customers. Now, let me explain what kind of campaigns you put together to attack those five best customers because it really does, it's, it's very common sense. First thing you do is you put together an email campaign, whether that's drip email, prospecting email, confirmation email, summary emails, emails that revolve around the relationships or conversations that you generally have, but you put together your emails. Next is you have to put together your writing. Writing could be marketing letters, it could be articles, blogs, social networking posts, ebooks that you write, hard copy books, but you gotta have something in writing. And the reason why is because in order for Google to give you credibility, in order for Bing or Yahoo or any other search engine to give you credibility, you have to have something in writing. Okay. okay? Got it. Whether it's yeah. on your whether it's on your website, whatever. Okay. Then there's telemarketing. And telemarketing falls under two branches. In office telemarketing, which are things that you do, usually those are warm calls. We don't, I don't let my people cold call inside of an agency. That's what outsourced telemarketing is for. Okay. Okay. But in office telemarketing to warm prospects, meaning people I quoted last year are my current customers or people that I have their information, their requested information. And then there's outsourced telemarketing, which is the cold call piece. Again, I don't let our agencies cold call inside because that's burnout and I don't need my people burning out. Okay. So we got, we got email, writing, telemarketing. Then there are techies slash SEO. Okay. Techies (laughs) slash SEO. So this, this is like your website email collection pop-up boxes because that's how you even know people are interested in your product or service. You have your internet driven traffic, which again comes from your writing, things like that. You have your marketing apps and every agent should have an app. They're cheap. They're so, so cheap to have an app but it's yours and you can 
you can do push notifications to the people that have that app right there on their phone. So you basically are in their phone at all times. You need mobile traffic. So if you're not paying for Facebook ads, you're not paying for Google ads, pay-per-click for your agency, then you're missing out on mobile traffic. So you have to have that techie slash SEO. Okay. And then, and then you have talkers. Talkers are people who like to go to face-to-face meetings. They do vendor booths. They do in-office visits where they knock and, and uh, say, hey. They do live presentations at, to speak to groups like nonprofit groups or PTA groups, something like that. And they do conference calls and webinars. So we always have to have something that talks to people. Video, as an example, would fall under one of our talkers. Okay. Then there are your net. Then there are your networkers, such as your social networks, Facebook, LinkedIn, Twitter, all those kind of things. Then there are networking events, like you find Eventbrite and you go out and, and you network with this with the people that are putting together these networking events in your area. That's a free marketing list for you. Then there are referral partners, people like like you. You'll put my. You'll put this this audio out, this podcast out, and people who have never heard of Billy Williams, never heard of Williams Family Agency, or never heard of Inspire Nation Business Mentoring will now hear of me. Yep. So you're, you're a referral partner. Mm-hmm. Then, okay, then there are your customer referrals, which are things that you do, tasks that you do to generate referrals. And for us, we don't just generate referrals, we generate testimonials, because a testimonial is a soft referral. And sometimes we'll ask for referrals and the person will say no, and I'll say, well, will you at least write us a testimonial? They'll say, yeah, I'll write you a testimonial. Great, let's put that out on Google or put that out on Yelp or Angie's List or one of those so that we can get the benefit of that testimonial. So we count those as as a referral. And then, of course, there's your traditional media, such as television, radio, billboards, magazines, and mailers, postcards, postal letters, door hangers. Um, We also count that door hangers and yard signs. Like we do the old real estate thing where if we write your auto in your home, we want to be able to put a yard sign in your front yard saying, I'm now insured by whatever agency. Wow, you guys do that, Billy? Yes, yes, and it works very, very effectively. It's I have like a never heard of a if you really, if you think about it. Go ahead, go ahead. Yeah, you know, from it's 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 just like a testimonial. Think about it. You know, mm-hmm. it it really is a testimonial. Yeah, I trusted these people enough, not only to insure me, but to tell my neighbors that they insure me. Yeah. so I'm okay there. Wow, wow. And we use things. We use yeah. We use things like emergency contacts and other things. I could go on and on and on. But here's the deal. So what we do is we take our five best customers. So let's say it's current customers. And I make sure that there's an email campaign, a writing campaign, telemarketing, techie, SEO, talker, networker, mailer, traditional media for current customers. And then I go to former customers and I make sure that there's a campaign running for those former, those campaigns are running for the former customers. So at the end of the day, we're always marketing these one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, eight ways that we're always marketing to our customers, eight main ways, but within those, like within email, there may be six or seven different things that we do, who knows? But I always make sure that those eight primary marketing avenues are always addressed with our current customers, former customers, people that have shown an active interest, things like that. And so because of that, I can structure any agency's marketing campaign. And I can, not only can I structure it, I can scale it. 
the scale. Does that make sense? Yes, it does. Yes. It does. And uh, yeah, I've already got a page and a half of notes. I'm serious. And we're 22 minutes okay. and we're 22 minutes into this. So yeah, um, this okay. is amazing. Once again, I'm an agency owner. This stuff is vital to me. And 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 you want to know thoughts, you want to know ideas and tell the world, loyal listeners, you're getting it right here. So this is so simple. And like you said, if you've got these five best customers, you have these campaigns, you're saying that each one of these campaigns, there's a little bit to it. I can always, I can already see that by doing this, not like a superstar, but just putting great effort into it and thinking of your customer, I could see how this could just bring it. I mean, if you're getting, if you're getting one lead from each customer, from each campaign, I mean, you're getting a ton of leads a day or a week or a month just from this very simple here. Wow. Absolutely. Wow. Okay. What a great thing. If you are a young agent, forget it. I'm 16 years in the business. If you are an agent, this is something you need to look at right now and think about this. Wow. Thank you, Billy. That is fantastic. Now, you know, it's so funny. You're actually, you've actually been in the business, I think, longer than I have. I only came in the business in 2004. Oh, wow. So I think you're actually more of a VIP than I am. <laughs> Billy, you just straight busted me out because I got to be honest with you. I did not know that that's – when I saw you at, at Naya, it was like oh, – I think it was 06, 07. So I, I, the way you spoke, yep. I thought you'd been in the business forever. I mean, wow. No, I think oh, I goodness. was only – I think I was three years, three years in the business when we first met. Fantastic. Right at three wow. years. Wow, 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 wow. Well, no wonder you were so confident in what you were saying at that time. I mean, you were you were you were doing it. Okay, but, let's let's switch. But Jason, to, here's the deal. Ahead, please, please, go well, ahead. Well, here's the deal. Here's the deal on this. What I what I just explained to you is exactly what I did in the military. So every day when I sat down to put out our plans for our marketing plans for to recruit soldiers in the military, we already knew we were gonna use email. We were going to write things. We we're going to use telemarketing. We we're going to use our COIs, our business referral partners. We we're going to build networks. We we're going to go out and speak at events. We so it's not like this is any different than what I did in the military. I just applied it to insurance. And that's what I try to tell agents all the time. Don't make this stuff complicated. You know, you can, you can have 700 different ways of doing something, but at the end of the day, it's probably going to fall in eight buckets. The key is what do you have in the bucket? And most agents only have two buckets. You know, oh, I live on referrals. Okay, that's one bucket. What else you got? Oh, and I, and I buy some Google ads. Okay, that's two buckets. What else you got? <laughs> you know what I mean? Right, And yes, if you do it yes. right, a lot of this stuff is free. Like, it's free for me to send a drip email campaign if I'm doing it right. It's free to send a confirmation email or summary email. It's free for me to get in front of a group and talk. You know what I mean? It's free yeah. for me to sign up for Facebook or you start a Facebook a blog for group free. or a LinkedIn I mean, group. Yeah, yeah, it's it's all free. So a lot of agents are just they're they're trading time for money instead of putting the time in to grow their agency. They're trying to buy their growth, and eventually you're going to run out of money. I'm sorry, I'm smiling. I'm doing that. When you buy your growth, eventually you're going to run out of money. I like that. Um, yeah, your growth. You run out of money. Okay, um, let me let me switch this a little bit. Okay, let me flip flop it. So we've got the the agency owner who's been in the business now, the young agent who's getting going. I think all that is vital, and I think it's vital for anybody. But let's talk to mm-hmm. the more veteran insurance uh, and professional who's thinking about um, how do they change? Not only that, do they need to change because they're thinking about selling their agency in 10, 15, 20 years or mm-hmm. maybe five years. You you seem like you have some expertise in that. Going the other way on the um, age spectrum, What anything different you would tell someone in that position? 
So there are three things whenever I'm talking to an agent, I'm trying to convince them to let me buy into their agency because I, I can see the growth based on the demographics and the markets and the carriers that they have. I always tell them, look, first and foremost, you need processes. Okay. You got to have processes right now. You don't use everybody's winging it. They're doing it their own way. So that's first thing. Second thing is you got to have people that will actually do what you need them to do. And sometimes that means bringing in fresh blood. I love to bring interns into an agency because interns will do anything you ask them to do it in the way that you ask them to do it. So a lot of these old folks are like, I'm not doing that. I've never done that. I tried it 20 years ago. It didn't work. I'm never doing it again. So sometimes you got to bring some fresh blood into the whole agency. And when you bring in that fresh blood, it's amazing how the energy of the agency picks up. Okay. Okay. And then the final thing is I tell the agent, I need you to go on vacation for a couple of months. Wow. Okay. I need you. I need you away from the agency. Cause I have this saying, I can grow any agency if I can get the agent the hell out the way. Wow. Whew. Okay. So, so you want the, oh, you want, the agent, go on vacation. <laughs> I love it. I want the owner gone. I want you gone for two months. You've put in 35 years. Go, go take a two-month vacation somewhere and let us run this. Because uh, most of the time, it's the agent that pigeonholes their own success. Because here's what happens. It's, we call it the filtering process. The agent hears something great, but because they have their own weaknesses, maybe they're poor managers or maybe they don't, they haven't spent money on technology or maybe whatever. They're not going to bring back a hundred percent of everything they heard because it's going to make them look bad. So they filter it and okay? ah. maybe they only bring back 60%. Okay. Yeah. Then from the 60% that they give, they mess up 30% of it because they explain it wrong. Okay. So okay. now the staff gets 30%. Well, now the staff has their own filtering that they're going to do. Because I've been around for 15 years and I've done it my way and this is the way it's always worked. And so now the staff goes through their own filtering process. So by the time you leave a, you leave a conference or you leave something else, only 5% or less of what you actually want to bring into the agency actually makes it. But with us, because we've already done all the pre-filtering before we ever get to the staff to start training them and walking them through everything, we only have to deal with the staff's filtering process, which means at least 50% of everything we want to get into the agency actually gets to the staff, to the end user. So that's why we tell the agent, just you go over here. You know, now if it's a single person agency, which I don't buy into very often, but if it is a single person agency, then the staff and the agent can't leave because everything is kind of built around the agent. Then in that case, we just tell the agency, the agent, look, we just need you to step back. You just deal with your existing customers, deal with policy reviews, deal with those things. Let us do the marketing. Let us deal with the brand new customers so that I can bring the new customer on the right way instead of continuing the same old methods of onboarding customers, if there even is an onboarding process. Right. And I guarantee you there's probably not. I'm guilty of it, Billy. I, I think I have one, but I don't. And, and you know what? Um, we're, we're getting ready to help uh, and get a couple agents to join us. And I'm realizing that that's a weakness of mine. And uh, I'm, 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 I'm being frantic with it. And I'm not going to say frantic, but these are two agents who have fallen into our lap that would really be a huge asset to us. And so I'm having to re- reposition that. So that's awesome. So those are the three. I love this filter process. I mean, holy cow. Even as you said, after you get done with it, the staff only gets 50%, but that's way more than the 5 or 10% they were getting, you know? And that, I mean, that, right. yeah. Whew. holy cow. That is great stuff. That is great stuff. Yeah. <laughs> 
Rocket Referrals. It's so easy to use, guys. I'm telling you. I know you're a loyal listener and you like simplicity. Rocket Referrals is day one. You plug it up. You sync it with your management system. And if it doesn't integrate, it does when you think it doesn't. And it just works. And you start getting testimonials. And you start getting automated emails and welcome cards. It's, it's really, I'm serious, a flip of the switch. You've heard it before, but it really is. Check it out. Rocket Referrals. That's plural.com. Um, so the staff, you go in and you talk to the staff, the agent got out of the way. And what's one of the first mm-hmm. big ideas you want to give the staff from a, from a 30,000 foot view? What are you trying to tell them you're trying to help them do or what, what, what's your motive? What do you tell them? Well, we tell them that we want them to grow. We want them to make more money. We want to make their job, their life a whole lot easier. And the first thing that we do is we always build the email templates to support whatever conversations we want to have happen in that agency. Everything starts with email for us. So that means if I want you to onboard a new customer, you're not going to say what I need you to say. You're not going to do what I need you to do. You're not going to follow the processes that I need you to follow. But that email that we send out to the new customer will say everything that I needed to say, and it will explain the steps that need to happen. So as an example, in our onboarding process for our new customers, we always get permission to text message because that's how we want to communicate with you. We always ask for an emergency contact. We always make sure that you know because you're a new customer and we didn't write life insurance, you're automatically going to receive a life insurance quote. Okay, so those things happen. That's usually on the second follow-up call that that happens. But let's say the person doesn't make the call, but it's also in our welcome letter. So what I tell agencies agencies and staff at first is, look, the only thing I need for you to do this first month is to send the emails that I need you to send. That's it. I don't need you to – we can practice on conversations. We can role play. We can do all this stuff. But I'm going to get the emails set up first because what I found is once I send the email, the staff is forced to learn the conversation because when the customer calls back based on the email and starts quoting stuff in the email and the staff doesn't know it, they look stupid. Gotcha. Man, I can't write quick enough, Billy. I'm serious about this. Uh, and, and it's, uh, well, so start with the email first. I've never really thought of that. Rather than going through the training and uh, something, it wasn't exactly what you said, but you said the email, it, you said, and what my notes said, it's the email is always consistent. The CSR is usually not. And that's not downing any there CSRs. It's just so many things they can't, they can't possibly do it every time unless they're a robot. And then there, we got other issues there in my opinion. But right. Yeah. So, right. so that, so that, okay, man, that is important. Well, it takes the pressure. It takes the pressure off the CSR also, because now they're not trying to learn a new conversation or learn a new task or learn a new technology or learn a new this. They just, they just need to learn what email to send. Just, just send this email. That's it. In this situation, send this email. And see, I can track that. So when I go back in and I look at it was an endorsement done, and then I match that customer's endorsement record to the email that was sent. And if I don't see an email being sent, then it's like, hold on, you're not even trying to follow my processes. The only thing I asked you to do was to send an email. And you couldn't do that. So now I can tell right up front who's going to be a problem, who's not going to be a problem, who's going to be around, and who's not going to be around. Wow. Let me ask you this. This is a rough question. I don't think there's an answer to it. On average, what if, if a place has uh, 10, 10 staff well, you know, or 20 mm-hmm. staff, on roughly is there a percentage that you expect that you're probably going to have to get rid of, or is everyone just case by case? 50%. No, we expect to lose 50% of all staff. Wow. Okay. Yeah. 
and we're and it's okay. We're groomed for it. You know, that's part of what my investment was was to help cover that. I guess that gap there as we bring on new people, train them our way. I mean, that's that's kind of how we had do that. Okay. But we expect to lose 50%. But a lot of that also, Jason, is based on the way we pay, because we pay the exact same in all of our agencies. Not the exact same dollar amount, but we have the exact same way of paying. Meaning, you, we get three pots of money with us when we're part of that group. The first pot is your base pay, whether that's hourly, salary, whatever, we break that down. You get base pay. And that's to show up for work, do what you're supposed to do, those kind of things. But then we pay an enhanced pay, which is called a variable pay. So let's say in the endorsement process, there are three key steps that I need to have happen. I need to, I need for you to make sure you get text message permission. I need for you to ask about an emergency contact and I need for you to make sure that we send out a life insurance quote. Okay. Cause I feel like those are money making tasks. So I'll use an example of $15 an hour. Your base pay is $15 an hour. Your variable pay is another $3. So now and then you have your bonus, which is your sales. Okay. So now, let's say a, a week from now, I spot check the endorsement process, and I realize that you you fell below 80% of compliance. I now can remove that extra $3 that you were making because we're going to give you the money up front. I want you to have it in your pocket. I want you to go spend it. I want you to go to the store, get your car washed. I want you to know that money's there, and the only way it won't be there is if you screw up. Interesting okay? way of so, looking at that. Okay. Right. So now I come in two weeks, I check you haven't been sending my emails, you haven't been doing whatever, guess what, that, 50, that $18 an hour that you got on last paycheck now drops to $15 an hour. And so here's what you're going to find. You're going to have people who are, who are responsible and go, you know what, you're right, I did screw up and I screwed up my own money. And you're going to have people that get mad and blame it. What? We never did that before. Well, you didn't do what you were supposed to do. Well, we never had to do that before. Well, I can tell you you're not going to work out. I couldn't even get you to send an email. If I can't get you to send an email and it affected your pay, What's going to happen three months down the road? Wow. They're almost filtering but, themselves but just by not doing what you're asking. Yeah. Right. They're messing with their own money. And so once we put that process in place, the, the three pots of money, your base pay, your enhanced pay, and your bonus, which is based on your sales, once we put that in place, it filtered out the problems, but it also made people understand that we pay you to do a specific task. And some of those tasks are very key. And I'm willing to pay you more money to do our key task. But if you won't do them, then you don't need to be here. But that's how I'm able to grow these agencies when I, when I take in, when I, when I take over. I won't say take over because I'm, I'm not right. the boss of the agency. Right. But when I walk into the agency is because we put systems in place. And that's what I mean about systems. Um, and then the third one was bonus. And I don't know if you got on that. I'm sorry, I'm writing a lot of notes here. Um, but you said bonus. That was the third pot. Any specific thing you do with that, yeah, that or how you distribute it? No, that's just pay. That's just based on your, your sales. Okay, so, okay, okay. Usually what, usually what we do is we just base it on whatever our goals are for us to get our bonus at the end of the year or okay. our profit sharing, depending okay. on who we're with. And then we divide that up by 12 and, or however many months we have left in the year and say, look, in order for you to get this much bonus, uh, whether it's monthly, quarterly, however we pay, you need to make these numbers. But here's what we know. If you follow our processes, you're going to make those numbers. Because think about it, guys. If you're sending more emails, if you're getting more referrals, if you're getting more testimonials, if you're getting more emergency contacts, and you're getting more soft referrals, and you're doing more telemarketing, and you, if you're doing all those things, you can't help but increase your production. Yep. So 
what the what the licensed sales producers find out is if I do what they ask me to do, I'm going to bonus. And sometimes, I mean, I've had people who come to me with tears in their eyes. They're like, I've worked at this agency ten years. I've never made a bonus before. Oh man, that 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 so, that feels good. Not, doesn't it, Bill? not that, that the bonus, not that the bonus structure wasn't there. They just never achieved it. Gotcha. And now for the first time, by by making some of these simple changes, they've achieved bonus. Boy, that makes you feel good. You know what I mean? It really does. Well, it puts it puts more money in my pocket too. Uh, <laughs> let's you know, let's for for you agents out here, let's just let's just get this real quick. Remember, I'm the president of the Williams Family Investment Group. Okay, not the president of I hope everything is okay with with everything in your life, or the president of oh I I don't want Sally to feel bad, so I'm just gonna not fuss at her and not make her do her job, or the or the president of you know what I run a charity organization and I call it an insurance agency. I'm not the president of any of those. I'm the president of the Williams Family Investment Group. So for me, it's all about making money while doing the right thing. Bam, bam. Well, we're going to close this up right here, Billy, with what we call the leaders are readers and readers are leaders. Um, Are you a reader? Absolutely. Absolutely. Can you give me the last one? Uh, Tell me, here's what you could do if you could. Tell me the book you're reading now, but maybe another one that you recommend to insurance professionals out there. Okay, well, um, I'm looking at my bookshelf right now, and I've got a book here called Customer Service, It's Just for Foreplay by some guy named Jason. (laughs) Uh, Yes. I've I've read that a couple of times. Uh, I've got a book out. I've got a book out here called "Making Your Business a Magnet for Inbound Prospects," and that's by this guy named Billy Williams. So I've got that on my bookshelf. Say that one again. Uh, being serious. The, being serious, Billy. Say that yeah, that, that again. The, okay. Yeah. How to make your business a magnet for inbound prospects? It's on Amazon. Billy Williams. Okay, is the, uh, that's me. I wrote it. It's how to make your business a magnet for inbound prospects. Okay. okay. But the two that I'm reading right now, cause I'm, I'm a, I'm, I'm a fairly spiritual guy, okay. you know? And so I'm reading right now. I'm reading two. I'm reading breakout by Joel Olstein, and I'm reading, yeah. And I'm reading, uh, reposition yourself by TD Jakes. Okay. I like those. I'm I'm a I'm a Olstein fan. I I really am. So that that's I like that. Okay. Yep. Well, fantastic. You you have been um you've been awesome. 213 14 something like that podcast I've done, Billy. I've never had more than one page of notes and I have literally I'm on my third page about two and a half and um You've been inspiring, hence the name that you came up with there. Inspire Nation Business Mentoring. Absolutely, absolutely. If any of your listeners are interested, we have a lot of free tools out on inspireanation.org. If you don't mind me giving my no, 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 please. I want you to give a little plug. Yep. Okay, yeah, it's www.inspireanation.org. And so we've got a lot of free tools that are out there. We've got an audio of a licensed sales producer interview because most agents don't know how to interview. So we have that out there that you can listen to for free and download the actual interview questions that we use to make sure we get the right staff. We've got a small business marketing plan. We've got a PNC agent marketing plan that's free um, that you can download that's out there. So just go out to our site. You'll see our free tools 
and check it out, see some of the stuff that we have out there. And, of course, we always have our mentoring arm itself. If you guys want more than just the free stuff, if you actually want one-on-one interaction with me or, or my mentors, then uh, we're out here as well. But more importantly, if you go out and look at the free stuff, you'll be, I think you'll be very pleased at the amount of stuff that we just give you just to help you grow your agency. Billy, we, do, we greatly appreciate you um, coming on. Uh, I, I really can't, I really can't explain. And I think the agents, the loyal listeners are shaking their head right now and saying, thank you very much because there wasn't one, two, three, four nuggets. There, there was a lot more than that. I mean, there, there, there was great. And I can, I can really truly feel the sincerity and passion that you have for, yes, you may say making money, but at the end of the day, I think Zig said it right, that if we can help enough people get what they want, we will get what we want in the end. And I believe that you live that to a T and, uh, you were inspirational with me back in 06, 07, when I was still trying to figure out the world. You still have been. I saw you two years ago and we talked. Um, there's so many things I didn't even ask you about that, uh, that you're doing. That's awesome. But I just want to thank you for your time because here's what's amazing. I don't know if it'll be this week. I don't know if it'll be next month or next year, but there's going to be some agent and a lot of them that are going to listen to this and they're going to find you one day, Billy, just like I did. And they're going to say, you have no idea how important that was to me. And I greatly, greatly uh, thank you on behalf of all the loyal listeners. Really appreciate it. Well, thank you, Jason. I'm honored. I'm honored that you would say that. Thank you so much. No problem. In the meantime, you guys know where you can find us at agentsinfluence.com or growprogram.com. Remember, Grow Lab 2017 is coming up in Charlotte, North Carolina. You guys are the ones that said you wanted another one, so we're having it in October 24th and 25th, Charlotte, North Carolina. Uh, it's limited to 100 people. We only have 100 people. Remember, we don't have, con- we don't have uh, it's not a conference, it's not a trade show, we don't have speakers, we don't have consultants. This is nothing more than 100 agents getting together and actually sharing the things that we're doing just like very similar to what we did here with Billy and we're learning the secrets of how to be successful. Uh, The thing is with Billy here, he made it very, very simple um, to do and I think that's what you guys uh, definitely take away and that's why once again, it is tell me your ideas and tell me your thoughts and I'm going to tell the world what you have to say. Billy Williams has idolized that today and we greatly appreciate him. So in the meantime, this is Jason Cass with Agents Influence Podcast. We are Hey, this is Jason Cass coming to you live from the Grow Podcast Network with a little personal invite to you. Where are you going to be? October 24th, 25th in Charlotte, North Carolina at Grow Lab 2017. That's where you need to get, that's where you need to go, and that's where you need to be to meet me.